This is Guitar Talk. To me, it just seems like there are endless possibilities. One of the things I like to find out, you know, how people got influenced in the play and the guitar, because stories are so unique. The trick is not to feel pressured to conform. If you know anything about Joel, he's been around the block. He's probably one of the most sought-after guitar players. How would you create that song? How would you turn that song into your song? There's not a guitar player on this planet that I personally don't follow closer. It's it's not something that you see too often. I only know a few players that do it. Now, from the home of the blues, Chicago, Illinois, welcome to Guitar Talk with your host, Jimmy Warren. All right, everybody, Jimmy Warren here. Welcome to Guitar Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, my God, so much I got to share with you today. I'm running behind on a little bit of everything. <laughs> Our newsletter was supposed to be out. It was supposed to be out yesterday, and uh doesn't look like it's going to be out till tomorrow, uh, which will be the third, actually, because I'm recording this on the second. So, uh, you know, I apologize, but oh my God, there's just so much going on on Guitar Talk. Uh, man, thank you so much for tuning in. You know, today we got a legend with us, uh, Mr. Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad is going to be joining us here in just a moment. Uh, before that, I need to let you know that this show is brought to you by uh, Charlie and John's Handmade Handwound Strings, made right here in the U.S. All the materials come from the U.S. Uh, man, I tell you what, top quality, top shelf, premium strings at a really reasonable price. I think they're like eleven ninety nine. You can get them on their website or at Amazon right now, which is a really great price for a premium string. I can tell you they last a really long time and they stay vibrant. I tell you, I've had mine on for multiple shows and uh, they sound great and they feel great too. So that's Charlie and John Strings at charlieandjohns.com. Also, I got to give a shout out to guitarsforvets.org. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the organization or not, but you need to be because what they do is they help veterans with PTSD through the gift of music and the guitar. They help give them a guitar. They give them lessons. They uh, do what they need to do in order to help them uh, deal with uh, their issues through the therapy of music and playing the guitar. It's really a cool thing. I don't know how many guitars, thousands of guitars have been given away. I mean, some of our biggest sponsors are like Gibson and Yamaha and so forth, you know, and a lot of great players are ambassadors for them, such as Tommy Emanuel, uh, Sully Erna, uh, Scott Ian of Anthrax, uh, and, and of course myself. You know, um, I'm proud to, to be a part of the organization. So go to guitarsforvets.org and see how you can be of help today. Let them know I sent you. Okay, <laughs> that'll freak them out. So if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, which will be coming out tomorrow, uh, you can go to uh, guitartalkofficial.com. And, of course, uh, you know, the box is going to pop up. It's going to prompt you to do it. Just jump in, man. I mean, both feet. You know, don't be afraid. Go in and jump in and uh, sign on up and, um, you know, you'll get the, the newsletter and you'll find out what's going on. A lot going on. We've got a lot of gear demos that are going to be flying your way uh, here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we, we're doing one on the Carl Martin uh, Plexi Ranger. 
We've got the Analog Effects uh, Buster Brown uh, that we're doing. Uh, the Rowan uh, Effects Company or, gu- or Guitar Company, Accessories Company has sent us a bunch of of different mini effects. We've got chorus and delay and loopers and dumbler and and some different ones like that that we're going to be demoing. Uh, I think we still have one LPD pedal that we're doing. So uh, there's quite a bit that's going on. And then I personally just got a hold of the new VVT, which that's the the company that makes it. It's called the Georgia Overdrive. My buddy uh, Elliot Michaels at uh, Rumble Seat Music in Nashville was uh, bragging about it online. And I saw it and I watched a couple of demos and I was like, oh my God, I got to have this. And so I got it, and so I'm going to be doing a demo of that one uh, here coming up real soon. So a lot of demos, a lot of gear demos going on. Also on the 17th of August, which is a Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, you can join me and uh, my friend Harry Mira, who was the guitarist for the Halo video game series. Uh, he's also played with Dickie Betts and uh, Jeff Healy and James Cotton and just a slew of people. Uh, him and I are going to be doing an online, well, mostly him. I'm just going to facilitate it because he's a master. We're going to be doing an online Zoom clinic, which is absolutely free. Uh, we're talking about courting. Uh, we're going to go really in-depth on some courting uh, issues. So, um, you know what? All you got to do is guitartalkofficial.com, and you can see on there where you can register for that. Okay, so I've got all this stuff out of the way. I'm glad to get it out of the way now because we can focus on my guest. My guest is an icon in rock and roll. He is a piece of music history. He's been a part of some of the the hugest songs uh, over the years. You know, I'm Your Captain, uh, American Band. I mean, I could literally go on and on and on. And I'm talking about Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad. So saddle in, my friends. Here he is, Mark Farner on Guitar Talk. How you doing? I'm doing, but not mill doing. There you go. (laughs) I've been waiting to hear that all day. Yeah, man. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nice background there. American flag, a couple of nice guitars. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. Very nice, very nice. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a pleasure to get the opportunity to meet you and chat with you. I uh, I get to talk to guitar players from all over the world, but when I can talk to a little piece of music history, man, I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jimmy. Great, great, great. So uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off with talking about your relationship to veterans. Because one thing that I learned about the DVD that you have out, it's uh, Chile with Love, right? Correct. Farner's American Band from Chile with Love. Right. I, I noticed that uh, a portion of that goes to help veteran causes. Yes, we, uh, we. My wife Lisa and I give three dollars of every DVD that's sold, and they're selling for fourteen ninety nine. Such a deal, man! For sixteen <laughs> tracks two bonus videos and five bonus tracks that's never been released before. But uh, it goes to Veterans Support Foundation, Jimmy, and they help veterans with transitional housing. They take people off the streets. These are veterans themselves. There's no 
kind of red tape government stuff involved. They don't take a salary. It's all volunteer. And it is heartfelt people helping their brothers and sisters. And I've been involved with them since way back. Uh, I did the the 25th anniversary of the monument, the DC, uh, DC monument of the Vietnam veterans, the, the wall. And uh, I've been involved with them since back then. And they are the, they're the same heart. They've gotten bigger, they, they do more. And uh, I think everyone who would buy one of these DVDs for helping Lisa and I to help our brothers and sisters who, who risk their safety to guard ours. Yeah. That's a that's a great cause, and I commend you for uh, devoting you know uh, that and your life to that. Are you a veteran yourself? No, my father was a World War II vet, tank driver in the Seventh Armored Division, wow. and my mother was the first woman in the United States to weld on Sherman tanks at Fisher Body in Flint, Michigan, which were the the tanks that my father drove. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's a that's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing her picture on the, in the Flint journal, she's standing on a tank. She's got her helmet tipped back. She's got her striker <laughs> at the right hand and she's got her, her fist clenched. Like I got you, baby. You know, like I got your ass go for it. <laughs> well, she had to be some kind of lady. Yes. She you know? definitely was. Yeah. She, she left a big uh, impression on all of my friends. Everybody called her Ma, you know, yeah. and all my musician friends uh, always had a place uh, when they didn't have any other place to go, they could come to Ma's place. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. You know, thanks thanks for sharing that, though. You know, I think anytime we can point the pe people in the direction of helping those that serve our country like that, I think that that's uh, commendable in a, a lot of ways. I help an organization called Guitars for Vets. I don't know if you've ever heard of Guitars for Vets. No, but, but they, it sounds great. They, they, they help uh, veterans with PTSD through music therapy. They help them get guitars, give them lessons, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, I'll pass the information along to your, to your you. publicist so she can give it to you. I appreciate it, Jimmy. <laughs> You're more than welcome. So now let's talk about the DVD. Okay. So why don't you tell me, you know, why now? Well, uh, we were doing a, you know, a, a tour. We had a South American tour book through Peru and Brazil and Chile. And towards, uh, we were getting on towards time to leave. And one of the promoters, uh, Carlos Pastin, called uh, my manager and he told him that a friend of his owned uh, Abismo Films and wanted to shoot the concert at Teatro Capalican. And he said the magic word, this is going to make me a deal. And we struck a deal. And I was excited because I love the people in Santiago. I love the way they love their music and the way they show their appreciation. They are very sincere family people. They're they're part of our rock community, mm -hmm. and uh, and they just they really shine. And I I was happy that we were going to do that in Santiago because I knew that the love was going to show up 
it always shows up. They ha they hold up banners and they got things that, you know, Mark, we love you. And it's just a, a, like a homecoming, you know, it's like, wow, every time I go back and uh, I couldn't wait to get that on video. And by the way, this was the first video that we've ever shot live video where I didn't run into a cameraman. <laughs> never touched one. I never touched one. And that's amazing because <laughs> you always run it. They don't know which way you're going to bust out running, you know? Right, right, right. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so I, I, I guess my question is, is that the only reason you did the video was because you got a good opportunity, but then you turn around and you used it in order to help other people. Yes. That's really cool. That's really cool, Mark. You Thank know, yeah, and so if, if there's somebody that that's not familiar with the the a live show, let's say, and, and heaven forbid anybody's never seen you live, oh my God, but uh, but let's say they haven't, what would you what would you tell them that they would take away from this video from this live concert? That they would take uh, the real emotion, the real love, the stuff that we we need more of the stuff yeah. that we're made of and other stuff has piled on top of us, but they they'll see the freedom that the music brings. And there is, you know, they speak Spanish. I speak English, but when I get on that stage and they are singing my songs back to me loud, dude, I mean, are you ready? They're, they're singing it. And, heartbreaker man oh man oh man they're singing in key too they're in key <laughs> and i i talked to some fans who told me they learned to speak english so they could understand what the words to heartbreaker meant the song just the music touched them in such a way jimmy the the instruments got them interested you know wow yeah that just shows how it crosses the language barrier yeah. Music is, is our vehicle for love, man. That, that's remarkable. Now, now, let me ask you this, and, and, and forgive me if, if this is a really crappy question, but uh, sometimes when you're, when you're out of the country touring, it's a completely different vibe than if you're in the country and touring. Right. Some people have a completely different experience out of the country. And I don't know if it's because they don't get the same opportunities as many opportunities as we have here. But do you find that to be true? Yes. And and I think possibly because the, the people here are so uh, they have become somewhat fickle. <laughs> There's mm -hmm. it's, it's you know, when it was happening, music was all over i mean it, it comes from here uh, but this this whole thing that we've just went through showed me that the importance of of keeping the music alive of course uh because this is our community this helps our community uh to stay glued together to to stay close-knit and we need to have the experience because we don't get it through the radio anymore since 1996 and the deregulation. Prior to that, our guys were on the radio. Our people were 
holding us together. Our DJs were spinning what we were asking them to spin and not some playlist. A guy in New York City is programming for 4,500 stations across the nation. Right. That's not personal at all. And that is why I think radio hit the skids. It's just this corporate BS, man. Yeah. And, and the personalities that used to be um, the ones who kept us together, kept us aware of things, what was going on in our community where we could, you know, go see a concert. And, um, you know, but it comes from a guy who's going to the concert and is going to rock, you know, that that was part of uh, what we had going for us back in, you know, the days that I was coming up, of course. And uh, the music was controlled by the people's desire, not yeah. by somebody, you know, throwing it or shoving it down their neck. Yeah. Well, it, it will. You could honestly say that everything about the music you know, industry from radio to, you know, to, to labels, to the whole nine yards. I mean, everything I'm sure to you, it's like, you know, it's like being a hundred years old and looking back and never seeing a car to, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Cause it's completely changed. Hasn't yeah. it? It's, yeah. It's Absolutely. Nowhere near the same. Yeah. Wow. So how does, how does a guy like you handle that? I mean, do you just, you know, do you, do you conform to it somehow or do you find your own way? I mean, I mean, how have you survived? You know what I mean? Well, the finding your own way. Yes. Because I'm, uh, I'm away from, you know, the pack, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have my own, uh, role that I'm following here. And it's, uh, it's love, man. I mean, it's a rewarder of those who diligently seek it. Yeah. You know, uh, and I am, I, I, uh, I've had experience where I had a pacemaker put in and then before I had that, I died. I went, I was gone. Ooh. I was, I was in heaven, dude, man. I did not want to come back. No way. I'm thinking, Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> I gotta come back to that thing. Oh my, but, I, I have that perspective now and, and uh, a little bit of that heaven came back, you know, with me, but I think something else came back to it. It might've been uh, a little Ronnie Montrose because I never played slide before. Yeah. And when I, after I had that death experience, a near death, what they call, uh, I just stuck a slide on my pinky one day. I left it in standard tuning and it's, I was, I was amazed. I was going, Oh my gosh, this feels like I've done this before. What the hell is this? It just, <laughs> freaked, me out. It just freaked me out. So, uh, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I came back with something else that I, di I didn't have when I left. Um, so that was a good, uh, uh, tribute to what I can do and what I'm going to do in the future with my life. Cause it's going to involve some sliding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go wow wow so uh, <laughs> uh oh my god so, so what would you tell somebody you know that is trying to come up today you know would you would you tell them to follow kind of the same footsteps to make your own path don't try to don't try to you know get on a label don't try to you know do what people think they should do yes. that you 
that you can get it on your own if you try yes, hard enough? Brother. Yes, brother. Yes, you are hitting on all eight cylinders, dude. <laughs> yes, that is what is needed. Yeah. It is what is necessary for the evolution, the change that we must experience. We can't follow after some, you know, we can be influenced by things, but but we need to find that inside of ourselves, mm-hmm. and and pursue that to where you can play and feel the gratefulness from just watching your hands and feeling that talent that is God given express itself with this instrument. And when you can stay there and be that person, people will pay to come and see you do that. Yeah. Wow. That's great advice. Now, this is the first time that I've, I've ever spoken to you or, or met you. And so I wonder the, the perspective that you have right now, is this a perspective that you've always had, or is this something that you would say that you kind of gained during that near death experience? No, I gained it. I had it prior in fact, for five or six years, I was telling my wife, Lisa, we've been married 43 years. I tell her everything. And I'm telling her, baby, the whole thing of this, this world and, and this, the calamity and all of the, it is, um, it's debt consciousness. And, and, you know, the Bible says, oh, no, man, anything. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no man, anything except to love them. That's it. That's it. And if we can do that, just think about this, brother. It's possible. It is possible because you are the captain of your soul. You don't allow other people to encumber you with debt of any kind, not just financial, because there's the debt of unfulfilled expectations of other people. And if it's somebody in your family and they call a sibling and get, tell them this story and they get their tag teaming on your ass. <laughs> and this is debt. This is debt. And it's, it pushes people out of their place of comfort, but debt, you know, what is it? Show me a picture of debt, back a truck up in my yard and dump 10 yards there so I can wade in that and feel what that feels like to wait into, or I'll go down and get to the drugstore and buy a box and dump it out on a piece of paper and look at, no, debt is our imagination. It's what's, and we, so we control it. Mm-hmm. We control it. They say you owe this, this credit card charges that you're in debt. Yeah, that's for sure. But all these other debts, the, the debt that I just spoke of, and what about when you hold shit against yourself? That you're holding yourself in debt because it's what somebody else say they think of you. That's ridiculous. Set yourself free. Set yourself free. Emancipate yourself and be that beautiful child of love. That's what we got to do. And that's what the music can help us do. Yeah. So when I come see you perform in that, am I going to, am I going to get what you just said? Am I going to get that? from watching your performance and listening to your music? Yes, because it happens every night. Yeah. Yeah, we give it to love, brother. 
We yeah. give it up to love every time before we go on that stage. We're talking about it. We're praying before we go on that stage. Love take this stage. Love get on these people. And it does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it comes back in waves of emotion. Yeah. And, and people are caught up in it. it it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's, it's like a, being let go, like, wow, you just have this weight lifted off you because all this debt consciousness, it's accumulative in nature and it, it's a heavier, heavier, heavier feeling. The more that you get indebted and you don't know it because it's coming from every direction, but we control it and start shedding it. And I still, to this day, before my feet hit the floor, I'm asking the Lord to show me where that debt is in my mind so I can get rid of it. I've been, it was laid on me all my life and I'm, I'm cutting the anchor chains to every one of those debts and I'm setting myself free. And it works. It works because the Lord is love and love loves us. Love yeah. put us here and love will take us from here when we leave the bone suit. <laughs> now, now speaking of love, some people love the guitar and some people just use it as a tool in order to be able to express themselves, you know, in their music. Which one of those are you? Well, I got a lucky rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have a relationship with yeah. My guitar. Yeah. I love yeah. my guitars. Yeah. And I played, um, in Chicago on WGN, I was doing a TV program there and did I'm Your Captain acoustically and dedicated it to our vets. And Ziggy, the, the guy who's on the job, he's been there every time I've been there for the last 40 years, uh, comes up to me. He says, Farner, he says, I, I want to know what you're using out here. He says, because I didn't run you through any of my processing. And I, I went, dude, it's just this stuff I got, you know, some, the Fishman stuff for the acoustic. I had a chorus yeah. and the, the DI there and, uh, this little, uh, Canadian, um, reverb, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. Nice little reverb. Uh, and he said, dude, I, I took you and it was the best sounding acoustic guitar I've ever heard. And he's wow. done a lot of them, dude, a yeah. lot. So this was a this was one of those rented jobs, you know, the acoustic. Yeah. It was a Taylor 616, and they got it from Midtown Equipment there in Chicago. And I told Jage, my my guy, he's my guitar tech on stage. He's been with me ever since Ringo, uh, and he's my best friend too. He he's my guy, stage manager. And I said, dude, I need to have that guitar, whatever it takes. <laughs> so we get a hold of the guy from Midtown as Denny Kellogg. And I ended up trading him a J45, a nice J45, a good one, you know. Yeah. J straight up for that 616 because the 616 spoke to me. And man, when I touched that guitar, it's, and I'm tuned to 432, not 440. Yeah. I'm, you know, eight knocks. Uh, yeah. It just, it's better for me feels better and uh, I'm happier at 432. <laughs> <laughs> now have you always had that kind of love 
for the guitar? I mean, has it always been that way? Yeah, man. I When I was 15 and I learned how to play, um, I was just, I had a, a K flat top that I, I started on and it was rented. And so it had to go back. So when it went back, my mother surprised me and she bought me a Harmony electric guitar, little, you know, hollow body with a matching amplifier out of Finger Hut catalog. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I was, oh my gosh, I had customized it after a while, but I, I went to bed and that guitar was in the bed with me under the covers with me. Yeah. Wanted wow. to get cold. <laughs> I lived in an old farmhouse, uh, but we had the window open every night and, you know, a lot of fresh air, but uh, my baby's always close to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it comes, when it comes to your, your guitar playing, and I just want to talk about this for a minute, when it comes to your guitar playing, what do you think are some things that you did in the formative days of your playing that have made you the player that you are right now? Well, the first thing I did was I went over to my Uncle Woody's house and I told him, well, he's, he's, you know, a musician himself and sang his ass off. And he says, how you doing on that guitar? I said, oh, I'm doing okay, Uncle Woody. I said, but I have the hardest time. I can play the song, but when I go to sing that song, it's a different rhythm pattern and it screws me all up. He says, okay, I got you fixed. He says, get over across the table there, get around the dining room table. And now I'm going to put this newspaper out here, Flint journal. He says, I want you to read it upside down and backwards like that. Just do the fine or uh, the large print at the top of each heading. So, and he says, when you get done, go back through and do it backwards. Well, when I was about, you know, four pages into it, I'm like really picking up speed. I, mm -hmm. it, it became very easy to me. And I just did that. And, and I was like ripping through this stuff. Now I'm understanding. And, and even to this day, I look in the rear view mirror. I know what it says because I can read upside down and backwards. You know, <laughs> yeah, it just comes to me. So after I got done with that little exercise and it took me probably an hour to do, you know, to go through it and to go back through it again. Uh, and I, I went in and he says, well, you got that done. I said, yep. He says, okay. And he hands me his J 45 Gibson. He says, now play that song. So I start playing um, Nadine is yeah. I got on a city bus and found a fake, you know, I just started singing that song. I'm thinking, Oh my God, I'm doing this. I'm thinking to myself, are you going to screw up? And I'm like, no, dude, you got this. You. Got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's one thing that stayed with me and I still do it just to stay because it uses, you have to use your right and left mm -hmm. globe of your mind to do that. You have to switch it around. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I'd never heard that before. So uh, that was, that was really cool. Now, now you've, you've managed to, you know, produce, put out some, you know, historic pieces of music over the years, you know, that have been the anthem for a lot of people in a lot of ways. And that, 
how, how does that happen? I mean, are, are you just this, you know, just super gifted guy that can just sit down and just pin them out? Or is there a, a, a difficult or hardworking process for you? It's never been hard. Yeah. It's never been hard. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm writing some music right now with Mark Slaughter. You know who that mm. is? Yeah. And man, we, we came up with some good stuff. Uh, I can't wait to get back with him. We wrote a song called Anymore. And, and when you hear it, you're going to hear some magic. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, he's, he's part native. I'm part native. It's our, our kindred spirits and our, our fellowship and love coming out on that record. And I've been working with Jim Peterick writing some songs. Okay. Of March, you know, and, uh, and I'm playing with those guys at the end of the month down uh, in Illinois. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. At, where are you playing at? Uh, no, it's a. Is it a theater in St. Charles? Yep. Yeah. No, it's not the Arcata. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's something. It's a bigger. Uh, I don't know if it's the Genesee. Do you okay. know what? You know what yeah. that is? Yeah. It might be the Genesee. Oh, okay. But yeah, because I'm outside of Chicago. Oh, cool. Where yeah. Yeah, I'm in Bourbon A. I'm about 45 minutes south of the city. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't live Midwest in the Midwest boy. Yeah. Midwest boy, you bet. You so uh are are you do you have outside of the the uh what you were talking about the project with with Mark, do you have plans to release another album on your own in the next year or two? Or well, you... in the next whenever we could I'm not given a time frame because I learned you can't do that in this business anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that like things get jump up and get in the way. We kept telling people, yeah, the DVD is going to be released this. And then it would have to move it a two months down the road. And then we'd have to move it. Oh man, it was just embarrassing. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's not any of our fault, but it's still embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I think that happened to a lot of people. A lot of people didn't know what to do with their releases. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. of the pandemic, they didn't know, do I release it now? Do I just release a single? Do I hang on to it till the end? Yeah. You know, it's crazy, you know, yeah. what, what to do with it. And that. And so, uh, well, I hope that you've had great success, you know, with the DVD for sure. In we that. Have experienced great sale, great, a lot of support from people. Yeah. And it's amazing because when we, write the check to the veterans, man. That's this asset. <laughs> yeah. Going to bring a lot of help. Uh, and uh, we're so proud to be doing that. It's that people are for us doing it. Yeah. 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 Now, do you have plans uh, this year or are you looking at next year of actually maybe getting back out and doing, a, I know you're, you're doing a show in Chicago here coming up, but I know a lot of guys don't, have tours scheduled yet yeah we played ohio last weekend we're playing uh st augustine florida with boc uh this weekend on oh, saturday wow. and we got a few dates uh with blue oyster cult in florida and we got some coming up the east coast uh but at markfronter.com people uh you know anybody interested uh, can check it out there and anybody interested can actually download a free video of 
one of those two bonus tracks or bonus videos that are on the DVD, the Rock and Roll Soul video is available for free download. So uh, it's something that people need to take a look at because it's a, a very Americana. It's got a nice Camaro in there and it's, <laughs> good, it's a good storyline and it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I did see the Never and Always video right that you put out, which was really, really well done. Thank I mean, you. A great song, great videography on that too. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity that you've given me to chat with you for a few minutes and uh, to let, you know, my listeners know about your video project and, you know, and, uh, you know, hopefully when you get to Chicago, maybe next month I can come up and, and check you and Jim out. I haven't seen That'd Jim in great. a long time either. Yeah, man, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah, so I uh, thanks again for your time and uh, right, God bless. And God you. bless. Thank you, brother. All right, our talk, Jimmy Warren. <laughs> thanks a lot, Mark. All right, brother. Yeah. All right, so there you have it, Mark Farner, right here on Guitar Talk. I want to thank Mark so much for participating in this show and uh, giving us a little bit of his time. You know, I know he's out on tour. Right now, I know he's done some dates with Jim Peterick from the Ides of, of March. Uh, I know they've done some shows with uh, Blue Oyster Cult, I do believe. I'm sure there's some, I think the Doobie Brothers. There's some other, you know, classic rock bands out there that they're touring with. So make sure you go uh, check out Mark while he's out there on tour and support live music. Man, we all need it. Isn't it, isn't it kind of cool that it's back to some degree? Man, it feels really good all right so uh soren jornsberg from carl martin effects or carl martin company they make amp heads and effects and a lot of other stuff he is joining me next wednesday right here on guitar talk so that is going to be an absolute blast make sure you go to guitar talk official so you can see who's coming up because we got a lot of great guests in store for you uh through the uh rest of this year i mean we've got some great ones man you know we've got uh uh chris uh lesinger who is the guitarist for garth brooks is going to be with us uh we've got uh, brent mason is going to be with us oh yeah man it's uh it's going to be pretty pretty intense for the rest of the year so uh saddle up as i said earlier it's going to be great thanks a lot for tuning in you know i appreciate the uh uh, the participation in the show. Thanks for listening. You know, uh, I, I hope that you're getting something out of it. I hope that this is a benefit, you know, to players in that. And if there's somebody that you want to see, if there's something you'd like us to, to talk about, if there's something you'd like us to highlight, maybe demo or something like that, feel free to hit me up at info at guitartalkofficial.com. All right. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next week right here with Soren from Carl Martin.